We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Who you do business with is more important than where they're located. Bank from the comfort of your own home with M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory Podcast with Ken Swanson, Craig Stout, and Matt Lane. Coming to you on the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. You can find all of our channels covering all the local teams wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Just search KCSN. And now, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles will fight for the Super Bowl. What's up, everybody? This is Kent Swanson. This is Five Things to Watch. Thank you all so much for watching, for listening. We are all beyond excited here at KC Sports Network to watch the Kansas City Chiefs play in the Super Bowl. I am thrilled to be hanging out with my friends. First, find them on Twitter at Maddie underscore KCSN. Matthew Lane, hello. Hi, I'm disappointed. I thought your intro, I really thought you were about to say the Chiefs and the Eagles are about to fight for the right to Lombardi, and you just went for the Super Bowl, and I feel really let down now. I was up here when we started this. I dropped down a couple pegs. It's mm. up to Craig to get me back up there. I, that's disappointing. Oh, boy. That's a lot to put on me, Maddie. I don't yeah, know that I've got that. Buddy, uh, you might want to go out bus. and grab some like bourbon or something like that to bring yourself up. Artificially inflate yourself for this wonderful <laughs> edition of Five Things to Watch. This Super Bowl edition. It, God, it never gets old to say that. Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um I'm really we excited. We said three of five. We can include the entire Mahomes era. It's, it's still just as impressive. Yeah, you know, three of the last four. I'm going to just roll with that. It sounds way, way better. Uh, this is our first Super Bowl coverage at KC Sports Network. Yes. Which I'm just really, that's really exciting to me. Like, I've all, I've really wanted to be able to do one here, and it's been phenomenal to be part of it. And we've had so much ridiculous coverage uh, and so many great shows this week. I hope you've all had a chance to catch up on all the stuff we've been doing. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Make sure that you stay up to date with everything we're doing. Um, subscribe button will, you know, if, if, if you're subscribing to the YouTube channel, it'll give you access to all of our content. We have like 18 chief shows running during the season and with draft season getting here pretty quick, uh, you're definitely not going to want to miss everything that we've got going on here as well. Uh, so yeah, make sure you check that out. But what we do here, Five things to watch. We're going to run around a bunch of different storylines, things to watch for this game because uh, it's the Super Bowl. 
And that's what we do here. So I'm going to start with the first thing to watch. And it's so elementary. It's such a just base level thing. But the game. So, you, the first thing to watch is the game. I was going to go. <laughs> I passed. I win. I was going to go the coin flip. Uh, but that that was just me. I was, no, I was going to go the pre-show. You could do that too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just start watching now. I think the pregame shows start like uh, it has definitely. Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> the first thing to watch, I think, is turnovers. And like, we haven't spent a ton of time on the lab talking about turnovers, and like, it's such a basic thing. And like, there's been a lot of little things that we've been getting into, but ball security's got to be up there. And like, I look at this team, I think they've done a very good job recently protecting the football, and they've done a pretty good job in the playoffs protecting the football. I think that's just that has to sustain itself, especially, you know, if the Eagles are playing a little top down, if they're going to allow some underneath some quick throws and some long sustained drives, it comes back to some of the things that I think bit this team last year, the one year in the last four years that the Chiefs have not achieved the Super Bowl. It's, hey, look, you know what? Teams are going to let them, you know, drive down the field, 10, 12 play drives, force a mistake. Mistakes can't happen this week. It's do or die. You have to be the right on the right side of turnover differential this week. You weren't on the right side of turn, turnover differential or right at the line for turnover differential during the regular season. That can't happen. You need to be in plus if you're going to win a Super Bowl, Matthew. Um, yes, that's preferred, obviously. <laughs> I think the Chiefs with Mahomes, with this team, though, I think they're fine with being just even. I, I'm not upset sure. as a Chiefs fan I'll take if it. it's even. Like, yeah, I'm not upset. Fine. Zero, zero, one, one, whatever it's going to be. I think I'm okay with even. You tell me the Chiefs don't lose the turnover battle in this game. My confidence level that's already high in this game. If you, you know, listen to our score predictions and the offense versus Chief Eagles defense breakdown, you know that my confidence is already high. I get to ensure that the Chiefs either win or just finish even and the turnover differential. I feel really good. And I'm not too worried about it. I think you've seen a very specific mindset about not turning the ball over. You've seen Mahomes be a little hesitant to put the ball into some windows that he might try in the regular season. Not that he's holding anything back or he's playing conservative, just he's not, he's specifically not trying to force anything. You see ball carriers putting both hands around that football, besides Kadarius Tony, he's a little loosey-goosey with it, but everybody else is putting both hands around that football at all times because they know what happened in that Bengals game and how it ultimately cost them a potential chance to win that game just because Kelsey was falling forward for more yards and eventually got the ball ripped out. They're doing a really good job of making sure they don't have turnovers. The one guy that actually scares me the most in this regard is Isaiah Pacheco because he runs so gosh dang hard and the way he falls forward into contact how his one fumble happened this year was him running into somebody and their helmet catching the ball that he had two hands on but he's running so hard and he's tilted forward so there's just a, there's an avenue for that ball to come out and I, I get nervous every time he takes a head-on hit because of it but I think I think they're working on ball security in practice there's been a huge change since that stretch during the regular season where they were turning the ball over a ton. So I'm not too worried. I don't think a ball's going to, you know, grease out of Mahomes' hand again as he gets his feet tangled up on a wide receiver screen. I just don't anticipate that happening. And everything else we've seen, I think they're taking care of it. Yeah. Uh, the last time that the Chiefs lost the turnover battle was in week 15 against the Houston Texans that time you know they had two turnovers and the defense came up with one over the past three games there has been one singular turnover and it was about the flukiest turnover that you can have 
ball just slips straight out of Patrick Mahomes' hand. Obviously, you got to take care of the ball. It's it's you know it is might, what it is. Might have been a little bit of a bump. Might have been a little bit of a bump. But the point being, you know, they've done a much better job. Not challenging, not trying to fit things into tight windows, trying to force things into areas that they shouldn't. Patrick Mahomes has done a lot better job of taking care of the ball. The wide receivers have done a lot better job of taking care of the ball. The tight ends have as well. The running backs have as well. The Philadelphia Eagles did pretty well throughout the regular season and into the playoffs of turning the ball over. Now, obviously, they turned the ball over three times against the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Lots of strip sacks. They do a really good job of swatting at the ball with that defensive line. Patrick Mahomes has got to be very cognizant of that when he's in the pocket. Those guys, long-armed, able to kind of reach and find that. They have a real knack for the ball back there. That's really where I'm worried about. Maybe a guy coming backside that Patrick Mahomes doesn't see, takes a strip, you know, Terry says strip sack there. They don't come up with the ball. Those are tide-changing moments. So they've got to really make sure that they do a good job of taking care of the ball, making sure that he's got two hands on it if he starts to feel pressure and he's stepping up through the pocket, just doing a much better job than we've seen. Basically, treat the ball like you have over the past three or four weeks, and everything should be fine for this offense. The funny thing about the turnover last week or two weeks ago against the Bengals, too, is if Mahomes is 100% healthy, he's able to change directions and, and cover up that football anyway, too. So um, that was a little bit fluky for sure. And, you know, if his ankle is continually improving, like we believe it is, that's just, that's, that's another positive thing too. Maybe he's able to move a little bit better to protect the football or to, to, you know, to, to grab that football. If he, uh, if something weird like that were to happen. So I do feel good about this team's ball security. Kadarius Tony is the one that's a little bit worrisome for me. Um, there are some times like I, I'm glad you brought up. He did put the ball on the ground once against the Broncos earlier this year. Um, but the ball security overall has been a lot better. It has been a lot better. But I t- Tony's one to keep an eye on there uh, for sure. And and I, I agree with you on Pacheco as well. And, and, and I again, but I, I think they're going to I think there's some intentionality here about protecting the football. Matthew thing to watch. Number two. What say you? Listen, there's been a lot of talk this week about matchup differentials, which team's position group is better at X, Y, and Z, where the biggest gaps are, yada, yada, yada. The single biggest gap in this game is the coaching staff difference. And not just how good they are, but the experience that the Chiefs coaching staff has. I, you know, I've been talking about this a little bit on Twitter over the past couple days, if you go check it out. But like, Steve Spagnuolo is beating Tom Brady in the New England Patriots offense when the Eagles coaching staff is in their early to mid-20s, like being assistants for various college programs. He's beating Tom Brady. That doesn't mean anything. Age, experience doesn't mean you're necessarily better, but you can also go through Steve Spagnuolo's career. It's filled with playoff games where he comes up with a game plan that is masterclass, that is perfect, that completely shuts down various different types of offenses in different eras of different types against great players, okay players, great teams, okay teams. He just has done it all. And then on the flip side, the offensive side, Andy freaking Reed on two weeks is just sitting in there. He's cooking macaroni and cheese. He's making burgers and he's developing this game plan. That's all he's done for the past two weeks that he hasn't done anything but that. He's probably barely slept. We know he's one of the best game planners in the entire history of the game, especially when you give him a bye week. It's 
gonna be insane. The Chiefs are gonna come out with an A plus game plan, an A plus game script, and as long as the execution is even adequate, I don't see how the Eagles are gonna match that with their current coaching staff. So just I see the biggest gap in this game being there. So with that said, I think it should be evident. When you watch this game, it should be evident that the Chiefs have the better coaching staff. They should look cleaner. They should look crisper. They should be more ready to play. And what they're doing should look easier. If it doesn't, that's a little bit of an issue because that is an advantage the Chiefs should have. So if those things aren't true, that's a big hat tip to the Eagles. And that's a little scary for the Chiefs because their coaching staff is designed to be better in this scenario. Steve Spagnuolo has two rings as a defensive coordinator. He is tied with Matt Patricia. And Bill Belichick, when Bill Belichick was with the Giants for, you know, I'm in the Super Bowl era for defensive coordinator rings. There's only one individual that's above him in that regard, and it's Romeo Cornell with three for those Patriots teams. Chiefs legend He's Romeo Cornell. Chiefs legends Romeo Cornell. It, Arguably a Hall of Famer, Romeo Cornell, for the way that he's been able to transform. He had a massive impact on defense throughout his career. Now, you look at some of those other guys and you say, oh, that regular season success and the postseason success matters. It really does. And that's why they're going to be Hall of Famers. That's why they're going to the coaches that they are. Steve Spagnuolo's postseason performances are just absolute masterclasses every single year year the one that you can point to that really wasn't for an entire game was against the buffalo bills where he lost his whole safety and the entire heart of that defense against the buffalo bills and oh yeah they still ended up winning that game steve spagnolo is great with in-game adjustments we saw it against the san francisco 49ers in the super bowl in 2019-2020 we've seen him do an excellent job against the houston texans earlier that playoffs where they allowed they jumped out to a lead steve spagnolo made adjustments come back they end up winning that game he has gotten players into the right positions to play this is kendall fuller in 2019 came in, switched positions for the playoffs, and ended up being an impact player for this defense. He just knows how to get the absolute most of his players in the playoffs. And we've seen it once again this year with this defensive line. We've seen it with these young corners. We've seen him orchestrate an exceptional defense at the end of the year again. And I fully expect that that's going to happen once again Steve Spagnuolo, when you give him the time and you give him the ability to put what he wants on the field, especially in scenarios where it doesn't matter if he unloads the clip and shows everything to everybody, he's exceptional. And I fully expect that that's going to happen again. If they win another ring, this third one, he should be talked about in the same regard as the rest of those guys, the Romeo Cornells, the Bill Belichick as a coordinator, not as a head coach. He should be in that same avenue as those guys because he has just been that good in the postseason. So the guy that we haven't talked about yet, too, that I think has made a big big uh, impact on this football team this year is Joe Colon. This defensive line's having a career season almost across the board. Just a lot of players that are playing at a really high level right now. And I think Joe Colon deserves a ton of credit for what he's been able to do with that defensive line. But don't forget, he's got some defensive coordinator chops too. This isn't a guy that isn't inexperienced. Like we saw what he was able to do in the past to a Josh Allen team. 
a Josh Allen team that likes to get the QB run game involved. And so you, I think that that factor uh, really hasn't been talked about enough, I think, this year. I, we talk about the Bengals game. Joe Cullen deserves a ton of credit for that game. Oh, it man. gets a little over, yeah. overshadowed because all of the you know things that we've been you know going over you know but i think joe colin and that defensive line's performance as a group deserves a ton of credit so i think you're going to see the same thing i think you're going to see a really dialed in defensive line a well coached defensive line a group that's going to be ready to wreck some things up uh and it's going to play their best football at the best time of year because that's what this team has been building and peaking towards and i think that that's what you're going to get uh especially from that defensive unit and I mean, speaking of experience of various coaches, Brendan Daly has four Super Bowl rings. Like, yeah, I think it's easy yeah. to forget. He's not like every Chiefs fan's favorite assistant coach, but he's like, this guy's been a part of four different Super Bowl winning teams. What? And another two Super Bowl losing teams. Like, yeah. he, I think he has coached in six Super Bowls. That's a hell of a lot of times that he has got guys ready to play in the biggest game ever under all of the lights. It's absolutely insane what they have there. And then, Another like pushback that when we kind of talking about the coaching advantage, I think the Chiefs have, we've gotten a lot there that I've gotten a lot of is, yeah, but once the game starts, Andy Reid's not good because he doesn't go for it on fourth downs. Okay, guys, just because there's a chart that shows you aggressiveness doesn't explain Jack Diddley do right about what it is to be a head coach of a football team. Do you know how much other BS a head coach has to do? Let's just start with the basics. Oh, I don't know. Calling a play, getting it in in 40 seconds, getting the right play, getting it at the right time making sure that plays are set up, that it makes sense why you're running. Hey, Andy, why are you running inside zone? He's not going to say, oh, because we needed to run the ball. That's not his answer. He's got an actual reason that he's doing it. His game planning is great. So is his play calling from the first 15 that are scripted, which is part of being an in-game coach, to what he sees from that 15 and how he wants to like, pull that out throughout the entire game. What adjustments he wants to attack. What does he anticipate the defense doing differently so he knows what to call? How is he going to pace it? There is so much more that goes into being a head coach. That was just the most basic, obvious things. What about managing players? How are you going to make sure your quarterback's not coming in too hot, coming in too cold? When your tight end is on fire, how are you going to force feed him the ball? What plays are you going to to force feed him the ball? How are you going to get him the exact matchup he wants in a specific part of the field? There is so much to being a head coach that goes beyond the stupid little fourth down graphic that you're using to say that Nick Sirianni is a better in-game coach than Andy Reid. Okay, yeah. He blew a timeout once in a while. Okay. Frequently we get it. That's situational coaching. And you can give the edge to Sirianni there. If you really want to, there is so much more that goes into being a head coach though. So people that try to re like rebut rebut with that and this coaching disadvantage, get lost, go find a different chart. Like I, it's cool that we got these analytics charts about aggressiveness. It's just, it is so far from the end all be all you're talking about like 3% of what a head coach does during the game. We're going to get lost while Tucker Franklin tells us about DraftKings. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. I have been loving these Super Bowl 57 prop bets. 
I've got a lot of them. Go check out the Octopus Bet. I've got some money on that one. Go put some down on that. Here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet just $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're watching right now. Really appreciate everybody that's been listening at KC Sports Network this week. We've had so much content throughout the week, uh, and we have plenty of content that's going to carry you on into the offseason. We're going to have incredible amounts of draft coverage. We just got done in Mo, uh, in uh, Vegas covering the, uh, the Shrine Bowl. Tons of content out there that you're going to be able to see for the next three months. So we'll have everything ready for the Chiefs. Hopefully they're picking at 31. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and 31 is actually a good thing this year because it there's is. one less draft pick. We should probably add that clarification. <laughs> you want to be picking at, 30, at 31 this year. Trust My me. timeline is unaware. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thing to watch number three, Craig Stout. You have the floor. I'm going to go with these young corners and maybe not in the way that some other people are looking at it with AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, you know, these guys that are elite weapons out there. I'm looking at it from the way they can set the tempo and set the edge with their tackling ability and their physicality out in space. The Philadelphia Eagles like to run a lot of bubble screens. They like to run a lot of quick stuff that's out. Try and take advantage of getting the ball into Devonta Smith's hands, into AJ Brown's hands and let them run with it. The Philadelphia Eagles also like to get a little bit, with, you know, outside with their outside zone runs with their speedy running backs. They love to use the read option with Jalen Hurts out in the flat as well. These are all situations where they are daring a cornerback to come up and make a hit. And so far, this Chiefs defense is completely unafraid to do that with their young corners. Look, Jarius Sneed gave himself a concussion 
coming in to hit Joe Mixon. We have seen Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, Trent McDuffie all have excelled at coming up and making a play in the flat. The Philadelphia Eagles live off of those hidden yardage, that little bit of extra yardage, taking that and converting it into a five or six yard gain rather than a two or three yard gain. And the Chiefs defense in the back part of the year here has just been phenomenal at taking that and keeping it a two and a three yard gain. I am really looking hard at that. Those hidden yardage there from those young corners, their ability to step up and make those kinds of plays might be something that flies under the radar, but might be one of the more crucial parts of the game. I think you're going to see the young corners get tested up and down the field. So it, we talk like there's, there's two things I'm looking at. Like this offense has been able to generate some, you know, some shots down the field, obviously, but we talk about you, you talk about plays out there in the flat and the young corners having to step up the best passing offense for the Eagles two weeks ago was, was getting some balls quick to the flat and trying to manufacture some touches and trying to, you know, like Maddie talked earlier in this week about trying to get AJ Brown involved even a little bit more because, you know, in some of these manufactured touches behind the line of scrimmage, because the, the inconsistencies of the Eagles passing game since Jalen hurts has come back from injury breed, you know, necessity for, Hey, let's try to find ways to, you know, manufacture and get opportunities out in the edge. So the running backs involved even more out there, like, you know, like you're talking about uh, AJ Brown out there, those guys, you're absolutely right. Craig couldn't agree more. Those guys are going to get tested in a big, big way up and down the field. It remains to be seen if the Eagles are going to be able to do their part, getting the ball and pushing it down the field, but you've got to take care of business out in the flat immediately. That's got to start right from jump street. It's got to start, start in the run game and the pass game. So pre-injury, Jalen Hurts averaged, uh, what are we looking at here, 6.3 yards per completion, air, air yards per completion, on uh, per attempt. Sorry, not completion, per attempt. And the yards after catch were below that, like 5.8. In the two playoff games they've played, those completed air yards per attempt right now are 2.8. He can't throw the ball downfield at all. What they have to do is throw the ball short. They're having to live through yards created after the catch. They're trying to find these dynamic plays because it is a vertical passing offense. That's what they do. The problem is he can't throw the ball downfield or he hasn't been able to in the playoffs since he's returned from this injury. They are relying on throwing little hitch routes, getting the ball out quickly. And yeah, they'll still take their shots over the top, but they're not hitting them. I mean, Devontae Smith caught the one on fourth down, but he didn't really catch it. And that was about the, that was their best attempt at a vertical pass here in the playoffs. So, Unless his shoulder's feeling better, unless he's throwing the ball better, it is going to be a lot of quick hitches. It's going to be a lot of stuff out of the flats. And the Eagles have very good athletes and very good players with the balls in their hand, but I wouldn't say that's a strength of their team. That's not what they do best. That's not they can create yards that way. But outside of AJ Brown just going being a complete monster and running people over, which he can't do, that's just really not where they generate their most yards. So the Chiefs just have to keep it that way. If they play in the open field the way they have been these past few weeks, that defense is coming up and tackling and hitting the way they are. I, I don't see it being as much of an issue. I don't think the Eagles are good at getting guys open and wide open space. It's just a lot of catch and tackle, catch and tackle. Oh, here's a bubble screen. And like bubble screens are nice. It gives you space, but as long as it's not well-designed, what are you going to do with the wide receiver bubble screen where there's not going to be defenders coming? So I just, I don't anticipate it being an issue. As long as to Craig's point, these corners, these defenders come up and play the way they have in these last few weeks. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're watching this. Appreciate everybody that is watching right now. It means a lot. 
uh, going through our five things to watch uh, for this game, the Super Bowl, literally the last game of the season. We talk a lot about you know the inter- the short to intermediate passing game for the Chiefs offense and peppering, you know peppering you know anything that the the, the Eagles are going to give them. I'm curious how many explosive plays the Chiefs are going to be able to generate, but more so, like I'm, I think they're going to be able to generate some. I'm curious if it's going to be in the air, if it's going to be on the ground, if there's going to be you know some run after the catch on some of the screen game, some you know stretching the field vertically, working down to somebody that you know is able to make a couple guys miss. Are they going to get some explosives in the run game? I'm very fascinated to see not only how many explosive plays this Chiefs offense is actually going to be able to generate, but also how it gets done. Like those, like I, I that's something I'm kind of curious about too. Uh, Matthew, how do you think that the Chiefs are going to be able to generate some explosive plays in this game? Well, not reliably in the run game. Uh, maybe they break another one off. Maybe Isaiah Pacheco breaks one off. One, I'm not saying probably. that he can't. It's just there. It's not going to be a consistent thing where they're pulling it off in the run game. And honestly, I don't know if they'll do it much in the passing game either. That's just that's not what this offense is anymore. I do think the Eagles are going to give you some opportunities to try to get MVS deep that might let you get. A Justin Watson or a Sky Moore coming across on one of these jet motions and then wheeling it up up the sideline. They might give you a couple options to hit those deep. I think they're they're also open to some smash concepts and some corner routes out of your number two wide receiver. Like there is ways for the Chiefs to push the ball downfield, but I don't think they have to to have an elite, almost perfect offensive performance against this Eagles defense. I just don't think the Eagles defense is set up in the way to stop the Chiefs from doing what they do when they're at the best, which is playing on time, getting the ball out short, quick, in the right spot to the guy that is the open space. I talked about the Eagles aren't good about getting players in open space. Guess who's really damn good at that? The Kansas City Chiefs are. And they're really good at getting the ball thrown to the right spot to the right guy in the position to make stuff happen. So same thing with the run. Maybe they do squeak a couple 20, 22-yard plays out of this. I just don't think it's going to be a game where they're lighting stuff up with explosive plays. And I don't think they should go hunting them either. Now, I I want to agree with that. I definitely think that Andy is going to play. I wouldn't say more conservative, but you know they're not going to be trying to attempt a lot of plays where you know you got Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball forty yards down the field. That's not going to happen. I think it will be closer to like the San Francisco 49ers game. That, mm-hmm. that was a really good defensive line. Granted, not as good as this one, and the 49ers were hurt at the time on that defensive line. Good secondary, good corners out there. You know, that's what you know the 49ers had. The Chiefs had lots of explosive plays. They had an Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco run for six, 17 yards and a Clyde Edwards Alaire run for 16 yards, a McCall Hardman run for 25 yards, a Hardman pass for 18, a McKinnon pass for 34, a Juju Smith Schuster pass for 45. That one went for a touchdown where he just ran through the entire defense. Mm-hmm. MVS had one of 57, Kelsey had a 27, and Noah Gray had a 10. Like, they they were able to kind of accumulate that. And I can see a lot of stuff where it's in sort of that middle range. Like Maddie said, you know, scheming guys open in the intermediates there, and an 11-yard pass then turns into a 25-yard pass because maybe the Eagles are playing cover one and they don't have eyes in the middle of the field and guy can convert and take a little bit more, you know, convert a little more yak out of that. Or... Juju Smith-Schuster catches a slant, runs through a tackle or two, and is able to convert it for another big game. We saw that a lot earlier in the season. Haven't seen it as much at the end of the season. Maybe we see him step up in some ways. So, yeah, I would agree. I don't think that they're going to be taking these huge, deep shots. It's not going to be 
MVS on a fade route over and over and over again. I don't expect that. But I do think that some of those more intermediate plays can turn into explosive passes. Maybe not in air yards, but in actual yards on the field because of the scheme, because of where they are, and because of the propensity for some of these guys in the middle of the field to run through some tackles. Yeah, like I would I would err on the lower side of air yards for the explosives on the game. You know, like we've talked a little bit about cover one and some man free stuff. Like maybe there's a couple shots that you might be willing to take. And honestly, I could see the Chiefs trying to trying to hit one of those early in the game, try to make the Eagles think a little think twice about if they're gonna try to play some man free, taking one of those fade routes, taking one of those shots outside the numbers and, and trying to hit an explosive play. Granted against some quality cornerback play, but I think there's I think that's a something that the Chiefs could could take a shot at just to try to, to loosen things up a little bit and get the Eagles second guessing early in the game. But I do think like I think their best bets, you know, stretching the field deep and, and finding something underneath. Like, I mean, they're they're really good about getting Kelsey kind of running underneath, you know, some vertical, you know, some some vertical stuff and you know, giving him a little bit of space. That could be something where Travis Kelsey catches a pass for 15 and is able to get 10 after the catch. You know, plays like that, I think it's more the intermediate where the explosives are going to come from. I don't think it's necessarily from the short. I think if they can find some stuff in the intermediate or try to hit some fade routes. But I would say the air yards I'm going to anticipate are going to be on the lower side. I don't think they're going to hit a bunch of 40-yard plays down the field. They might be able to hit one. Uh, one, two, one or two might win the game. Like, just those kind of well, big chunk plays. Come on, like, as long as these outside shots don't come on, like, third and seven, the Chiefs have been kind of bad about that, especially in the second mm-hmm. half of the game is getting a third and seven in their own territory and just being like, well, instead of trying to pick up seven here, we're just going to throw this deep shot. It's just, it's a it's a weird move and maybe it's setting something up for the playoffs. I mean, I don't want to put it past Andy Reid to be working on something for a year-long game plan rather than just trying to win a very specific game. It's just, they've taken some of their deep shots at awkward timings this year. So I do think that they need to take one or two early in this game and see what happens. There's a, it's a low risk, high reward kind of thing on some of these balls. Just do it in a situation where your offense has a chance to recover from it. Don't do it. I, I hate doing it on second and eight on third and seven, these plays where you need to start picking up yards. And so, you know, just find the right spot to take them. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas city. KC sports network. We'll be back right after this. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Maddie, really quick before we go to, to to thing to watch number five. I know one thing that really bothered you about the Bengals game was second down offense. 
Like, how oh, important yeah. do you think first and second down in offense in this game before we switch to number five? It, it it's gonna be pretty. I mean, I guess it's gonna still be big. The Eagles pass rush is killing it. Like, they're a fantastic unit right now. So, like, you don't want to be in third and ten and have these long concept, like these long passing concepts, having to develop. Right? It's like I I fully fully understand that. Um, so yeah, second down plays matter. I don't think the chiefs had the best collection of second down plays. I think they were constantly just taking weird risks on second down that weren't really having a lot of upside. And so like, I, I think there are times to do it and Andy Reid knows this and maybe that's why he doesn't. Maybe he just assumes teams will be playing for it. Maybe he's out there and they're like, okay, the defense on first down is ready for a shot play, but maybe they won't be on second and nine. Like I, I understand that. I just don't think I thought they were wasting a lot of second down opportunities, especially once they got around the 50 yard line against the Bengals. And it cleaned up a little bit in the second half. All right. We're back to you for oh, thing right. to watch. Number five, close this thing out. What we got. This is Matthew. the most vital point of this entire game right here. This is the oh, biggest no. thing that you have to keep ready for <clears throat> commercials. None of this matters. <laughs> These NFL coaching staffs that spend their entire lives trying to get to this point just had 13 days to do whatever the hell they want in this game that is coming up. They had 13 days, 13 nights to whip up whatever they want to put out there for 60 minutes for this one specific game just because they can. And this is the end. Yes, other opponents are going to come back and watch this game to see what the Chiefs did. But guess what? No one's going to really try to game plan next for next year what the Chiefs do in the Super Bowl. They know it is what they have. The Chiefs want to come out there and run some kind of crazy coverage that they're never going to see again that makes absolutely no sense. But the goal is it just breaks Jalen Hurts' brain. Have at it. Who cares? What Are you, are you going to game plan for that? You really think that Sean Payton's going to be sitting there scrunching his nose trying to figure out why the hell they're playing a defensive end at cornerback for no reason? Just it, none of it matters. It's a Super Bowl. These two teams are going to do whatever they want, trying to win one single game with no repercussions. If they win, none of it matters. So like, none, this is all useless. Just let these guys go out there and enjoy it, and enjoy two coaching staffs at the absolute top of their game, spending an entire two weeks setting up for this to break every tendency to do anything they don't think is going to be expected and put it out there on the not even on film anymore it's no longer about film it's no longer about being better it's about winning one single game and these guys are better than 30 other teams at doing it you know the last time we saw a healthy chiefs offense in a super bowl they ran some crazy stuff you guys <laughs> they, they ran a play from the 40s and did did a big you know four top spin before like we saw so much just unveiled because these teams have these things it, it, jeff allen talks about it all the time been working on that play forever for years just in the off chance that they get the opportunity to use it andy reed has been sitting on a treasure trove of play calls that he has not broken out that he has not shown on tape that are playing off of things that he likes to do just on the off chance that he can get to a Super Bowl, get to a big important game, and use it at the best possible time. This is when you do it. This is when you get the book all the way open and you run every little thing you can. You've seen Steve Spagnolo get further and deeper into his coverage scheme. He didn't get to as much against the Bengals because Legereus needs hurt. Guess what? He is back. So you're going to see Steve Spagnolo 
rotating into stuff that Jalen Hurts may never have seen before in his young career. So there's going to be so much stuff that these coaching staffs are just going to unveil and unleash, and we're going to see these guys at the top of their game. And I'm very excited for it. We spent all spent the better part of two weeks talking about this one game and what's going to happen and when it's going to matter and who's going to do what. And there's so much of this that we just don't know because these coaching staffs are going to get so deep into a playbook that we can't even possibly fathom some of the stuff that they're about to run. And I'm really excited to see what Andy's been coming up with. We haven't got to see this group together. And I don't know what we're going to get to see from Kadarius Tony and Juju Smith-Schuster necessarily. I'm not sure. I'm not positive. But what I do know is that we are going to get all of them available at the same time. Jody Fortson hasn't been a comp- available for the com- for the entirety of the season. Uh, Kadarius Tony hasn't. Obviously, we, we, they lost McCole Hardman. Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't. Like, you look at all these pieces and all the, ter- like, the, the word Craig uses, tertiary. All the tertiary pieces, right? Lots of people use that word. It's not just me. Yeah, you use it a lot. But uh, I, I just like this is the this is the this is the uh, chance for all this stuff to kind of get fleshed out. And there's plenty of stuff that they've been holding out and holding back. I'm really excited to see what uh, what this group is capable of doing. Thank you, everyone that's been watching. Five things to watch. We really, really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun covering this football team. It's the last game of the year. Last time you'll hear from us before the Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl. We'll be back with DJ Kissel and more uh, for the post-game show of the Super Bowl. We appreciate you, and we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.